Welcome to Midweek in the Word, where each week we seek to become better readers, hearers, and doers of God's Word. This podcast is brought to you by Faith Bible Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. Now, here is your host, Faith Bible Church's Adult Ministries Pastor, Pastor Brad Myers. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Midweek in the Word. Thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode, for taking the time out of your week to tune in and find out more about what we're doing and what's going on here at the church. Um, As we are recording, it is a rainy Monday morning outside, but as we won't be posting this particular episode until later in May, um, all I can say is I hope the weather is better for you on the day you're listening to this than it is as we have a dreary Monday morning here uh, with us. And, 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 And there's a good Good reason. I just, you know, I'm, I know I'm saying this. Maybe this is confusing, but there's a good reason we're recording this episode early, uh, which I will explain a little bit later after I've introed our guest here on the podcast. Because I'm excited to have a new voice here on the podcast this week as we step away from our "What Does the Bible Say About" series and we highlight another ministry area here at Faith Bible Church. You'll recall a while back we had Pastor Troy on the podcast and we talked about worship ministry. Today I am joined by Pastor James Wilson, our student ministries pastor. That's, is that is that the official title, student ministries, or is there something else, James? The, the last I knew it was high school and middle school pastor. Uh, that's hard so, to fit on a business card. It, it, it is, <laughs> like, indeed, yes. Anyway, high school and middle school Pastor, uh, welcome to the podcast, James. Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, taking time to hear about the youth ministry today. Yeah, and listeners, I'm really excited for you to hear about the youth ministry, to hear about what's going on in James's ministry, what largely goes on in the back of the building, things you may not be aware that are going on, but there's a lot of cool things going on. So we'll go back to that here in one second. I'll get to that, but first I just want to remind you that Tom continued his Follow Me sermon series on Sunday, and really he wrapped it up as we get ready to go into another sermon series here as we launch into June. June. I'll be talking about that at the end of the podcast, so stay tuned for that as well. If you missed any of Tom's messages, just remember you can always go back and find those messages on our website. That's faithbiblelincoln.org. Just go to the resources tab and click on the sermons podcast button. Also, if you're a podcaster, you can find our sermons podcast by searching for Faith Bible Lincoln or Faith Bible Church Lincoln, Nebraska, and just select the, the picture with the black background and the white letters. That's our sermons feed. You can catch up on any that you've missed. Um, But again, listeners, over the course of 2021, in addition to doing our What Does the Bible Say About series here on the podcast, we're also taking time because I want to give you the chance to get to know some of our staff and ministry leads here at the church. So this month, obviously, we're talking about student ministry, which is why Pastor James is here on the podcast with me. But before we get into the actual practical aspects of the ministry, I want you to get the chance to know him um, and hear a little bit about his story. So James, different pastors have, have done differently on the one-minute aspect of this, but, but do me your best. Give me your one-minute testimony for our listeners. Sure. I didn't know the one-minute thing was real. I thought it was <laughs> just, just give me your testimony. <laughs> there, so there we go. anyway. All I, right. Well, we have a 35-minute podcast this week for you, listeners. Excellent. Plenty of time. But uh, I grew up in that family that uh, when we showed up for church, we heard a lot of the, hey, it's good to see you again sort of mm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were the family that visited and came irregularly. Uh, we came for a few weeks and then were gone for several months. But uh, throughout that time, I learned about the gospel. I knew enough about the gospel. I knew enough about Christ. But uh, um, when I was 16, I felt the call of the Lord, the Spirit uh, came over me and uh, called me to believe and to have faith Mm. in Him. And so at that time I did, uh, but I just continued to live life and Uh. do things as normal. And uh, 
I got into a lot of things that I shouldn't have. And about age 19, that's when I really sensed the Lord calling me to to die to myself and, mm. and truly follow after him to put aside the things that I was involved in and, uh, and to really commit myself to him. And so I, I've been trying to do that since. Mm. And uh, as, as you know, that's a daily battle. But, uh, uh, but yeah, throughout that time then... Um, uh, grew up in Michigan, moved out to Nebraska, got married, had four kids, and uh, uh, got into ministry at some point in there. And so uh, that's that's mm. the basics of of my background. But uh, it's been it's been an incredible ride with the Lord. So. Yeah, I I just find myself wondering. And it's, I mean, it's it's interesting as I've interviewed different people here how how much kind of how God called them to Christ and their story influences where they find themselves years down the road. And I can't help but imagine that has something to do with your heart for youth ministry. You know, interestingly, I, I I do see that as as playing a factor, but mm. uh, the 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 biggest factor of of getting into ministry was showing up at a church that had uh, had some trouble, mm. and they were looking for help. I, I wasn't involved in youth ministry at the time, and and they asked for some volunteers, and I said, sure, I'll help out with, with <laughs> junior hires. And the next thing I know, I, I started doing that and absolutely fell in love with it. And so, yeah. yes, my, my background then helps me understand what they're going through a little bit mm. more, but uh, uh, but just absolutely love working with teenagers. So Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so you've talked about how you kind of first step got into ministry. How did you end up at Faith Bible specifically and in your current role? Sure. So I, I started off in, in ministry. Um, I, I was six years a, a youth pastor down the road in, in Milford and went on uh, to be a senior pastor because I kind of felt God calling us to something uh, a little bit mm. different. And uh, uh, as I stepped into adult ministry, my my heart was constantly mm. remembering and missing and was empty because I wasn't working with teenagers. And so... Through that process, I, I really that kind of solidified, I think, my my mm. call into youth ministry, and uh, uh, as a result, um, we we resigned from that position. I actually had a, a job ready to go back in Indiana, and uh, uh, my wife and I were were praying about that one morning. Woke up, just felt not at peace anymore, and wow. uh, what what happened? We we stepped away from that position, and we ended up moving to Lincoln, and I was actually out of a job uh, for a little while. That's when we started coming to uh, to Faith Bible. We had known somebody who who came to the church a while mm-hmm. ago, and so we we came here and uh, got plugged in a little bit as, as we were fully expecting God <laughs> to take us somewhere else. And uh, so... As, as some who are listening may know, I started teaching uh, Sunday school in adult ministry, got asked mm. to, uh, to do it in the, in the middle school, so started teaching there, and the next thing you know, I was asked to come on staff here uh, over the middle school part-time, and then um, a few months later was asked to come on full-time and oversee uh, the, the children's ministry as well. Um, and as uh, many here at the church know, that's not really my comfort. So uh, <laughs> kids scare me. And so te- yeah. teenagers are great. Adults are terrible. <laughs> children are, are terrifying. You, you know, Listeners, so anyway. Listeners, promise, James yeah, oh, loves you. I, I, I do, I do. But yeah, so I, I for a few years, uh, focused on, on children's and middle school. And then... Um, uh, transitioned into middle school and high school, which is is where I'm at now, and and working with high school students and middle school students. So cool, 
Very cool. All right, lastly, what's a, what's a favorite verse of yours and why? Yeah, Psalm uh, 127, verses 1 and 2, uh, say, Unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is useless. Unless mm. the Lord watches over the city, uh, guarding it will do no good. It's in vain to rise early in the morning and stay up late at night, uh, laboring, toiling for food to eat, because God gives rest to those he loves. And uh, this verse for me, well, these two verses uh, have really challenged me uh, in every aspect of my life to really rest in and rely upon uh, the Lord. Uh, mm. Primarily what it's done for me uh, is is really spur me on in prayer because I've realized as a pastor, um, as a husband, as a father, uh, that everything that I do is useless unless God is working in yeah. um, those that I'm working with and those that I'm around and even in my own life. Um, and so it, it really has been one of those verses that has um, really changed my outlook on a lot of things and has uh, humbled me to the point that I recognize that um, I'm not all, all that I think I am at times <laughs> and that uh, we, we desperately need uh, the, the Lord in our lives and in my life. And uh, uh, really, truly, as, as a parent, I think that is when I've really learned it. And uh, for those who are listening who are our parents and we recognize that we can do uh, just about everything we can do as parents, but yeah. unless God is is stirring in their hearts, um, it, everything that we do is is useless. And so uh, that, that's been something for me that's been very challenging. Uh, now with that, um, a verse very similar is in uh, 1 Corinthians 3, 6 mm-hmm. through 9, uh, where Paul says, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it gross, and neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes the seed grow. And so that 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 verse, that section, has really challenged me in ministry as well to remember the importance of prayer. That that I can teach the word, mm-hmm. I can do all these things, but unless God is is causing growth, it's all for nothing. And so the, I think those those two verses, uh, scriptures together, uh, have really kind of shaped my prayer life and have really reminded me uh, of, of the need for Him and uh, have, have uh, done well to keep me humble at times. Mm. I, I still, you know, obviously fail in that and think that, that, <laughs> yeah. that I can do certain things, but the truth is it's, it's only Him. And so uh, those verses have been great for that for me. Mm. So. Amen. Good reminder for all of us, undeniably. And I, I, was, I was listening to something recently, and it was talking about the first Great Awakening, you know, and we, we know names like George Whitfield and Jonathan Edwards and people from that, and, and Jonathan Edwards made a comment that just struck me from that. And it was basically, we were doing the same things before as we were doing afterward during the Great Awakening. We were preaching, we were praying, we were doing the normal <laughs> things we always do, yep. and the Spirit just inspired this incredible movement, and, and he called it a miracle. He's like, there's no other way to explain it. Yep. We didn't That's do anything right. differently. God just did what only he can do. Um, and uh, without going off on kind of a diatribe all about that and the, the issues with kind of the second revivalism. And anyway, that's another podcast on the topic we'll get into at some point, maybe. Um, but I, j- I just want to say thank you, you know, for sharing and for your willingness to, to share that. Thank you for, you uh, I think it's been seven years of ministry here at the church and for your faithfulness there and your willingness to continue to pour into those students. Uh, we really appreciate all that effort and what you've done there. Okay, so now we got to shift focus here a little bit. Obviously, your 
your professional ministry is inspired in a lot of ways by your personal testimony, um, but because a lot of our listeners probably don't know what goes on in the middle school and high school. Uh, like we said, a lot of it goes on in the back of the building or on you know nights of the week when the church isn't around. Um, so let's just start off this conversation here a little bit. For, for those that don't know, what, what all is included in student ministry? What, what does that mean? Sure. So in, in my area that I focus on, it's it's high school and it's middle school. So for high school, uh, we get together uh, during the, the last service on Sunday mornings for Sunday school uh, every week throughout the year. And uh, w- we have a time where, where we have an opportunity for fellowship. We have a time of prayer. Uh, we have a time of teaching the word. And uh, that, that's the same in middle school. Uh, they mm-hmm. meet at the same time in a separate room. Uh, the, the two ministries are, are done together but separately um, in separate rooms, and uh, they're done at the same time, rather, not together. They're done separately at the same time, and uh, they, they do essentially the same thing, and I'll mm-hmm. talk about why that is here in a couple minutes. But uh, on Sunday nights, then, uh, we get together with our, our high school, and uh, here a couple years ago, uh, we we kind of extended our time together. We get together from uh, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., and essentially we do the same thing, and we have an opportunity for fellowship um, an opportunity for worship there and uh, teaching of the word. We do small groups, um, and that is a great form of fellowship. Our uh, our, our small groups on Sunday nights, uh, the guys usually take about a half hour. Uh, the girls usually take anywhere from forty five minutes to two and a half hours. <laughs> you, you know, it just depends. Um, but uh, yes. the, it's it's a fantastic time yeah. of, of fellowship and interaction. And uh, uh, so that's that's kind of what our Sunday night ministry looks like for our high schoolers, our middle schoolers meet on Wednesday nights, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, they, they function at the same time as Awana, but the the basic setup is the same, uh, mm-hmm. where we uh, get together for fellowship, and then we have a worship time, we have a teaching time, um, and then we, we have small groups as well, which kind of unpacks the, the lessons, gives an opportunity for fellowship, and uh, it is kind of our, our primary time of prayer uh, for each group. I know each group takes time to do that, and uh, some of them uh, take so, so much time, that's almost all they do, and so that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's what takes place, but uh, that, that's the basics of the ministries and what takes place in, in uh, the back of the church on Sunday mornings, on Sunday nights, on Wednesday nights, and uh, obviously there's some other things that we do, but uh, those are the, the week-in, week-out consistent things that, that God is really blessing right now. Mm, very good. And obviously those things, those, those pieces you've chosen to include aren't, aren't just what what fell from the sky. They weren't just what the predecessor did, though in high school, the predecessor was okay. You know, I just... I just That's what I heard. <laughs> For those of you that may not be around or are new to the church, uh, I was in charge of high school before turning it over to James, which I got to say was a good change for the good of the students and everybody involved. Um, it's just gone in a better direction since yeah, that, and so I've appreciated that. But I know our priorities were much the same, and that's why not a whole sure. lot has changed functionally yep. about what we do. Um, but could you share with our listeners a little bit, what are, what are the priorities that direct why the decisions you make in youth ministry are, and where do they come from biblically? Yep. So biblically, they come from Acts 2.42. It's mm. what the early church focused on, and yep. that's our focus as well. And Acts 2.42 talks about how the early church focused on, and they devoted them to, themselves to, the apostles' teaching, 
to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. And those are really the the pillars of our ministry. And uh, um, so what we we do, um, our primary focus is on the teaching of the word. And the reason for that is because we believe that the the word is a revelation of God, a revelation of his character. Um, It is, in fact, a revelation of Christ. If you take a look Mm -hmm. at John 1, uh, Mm -hmm. verse 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God. God, the word was God, and what you see just a few verses later in verse 14, it's the word became flesh and he made his dwelling among us. And so uh, obviously it's speaking of Christ. And we just believe that when we preach the word and when we teach the word, that when the Holy Spirit takes that and connects it to the lives of the students, uh, you see transformation. And, and the reason for that is because the more that they know who Christ is, the more someone would naturally want to become like him because he's mm. beautiful, he's amazing. Mm. And so the, our, our belief is the more that they understand about the word, the, the more clear Christ will be in their lives. And so e- even if they don't commit themselves to Christ um, and, and surrender to him and have faith in him in our ministry, what we do is we lay that foundation so that whenever the Spirit mm. comes and knocks on their hearts and calls them uh, to Him, that they'll have that foundation and th- that they will remember who Christ is because mm. they've had the teaching of the Word and that they will hopefully, more likely, um, be, be willing to submit to Him and, and follow Him. Mm. And it, it really is one of those things that I know that that sounds so basic, but it's so true. And yeah. so that's what yeah. our focus is. And so we, we really put a, a strong emphasis on that. Uh, we make sure that there is time uh, for that. And, uh, you know, obviously the early church did that and, and God blessed that. So that, that is our, our first and, and main priority is, is the teaching of the word. And uh, second to that uh, is, is fellowship. And the, yeah. the reason for that, um, I, I tell our, our parents whenever we bring in the, the fifth grade parents for kind of an intro to middle school uh, mm. sort of thing, mm-hmm. which we did here just a, a few weeks ago. But uh, um, I, I always take note that parents and peers are typically uh, the, the two things that will be uh, very influential and deciding factors mm. in the trajectory of a student's life on um, yeah. how much they will be willing to stick with um, what goes on at the church and stay plugged in after they leave the home um, is is very much decided by uh, those two things. Obviously, you know, first and foremost is the Lord. We, we just <laughs> right, recognize right, that. Right. But uh, of of earthly relationships, um, that that those two things are yeah. immensely vital. And so, what we want to do inside of our ministry is to create opportunities for fellowship. And so, on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. for example, if you walk by the youth room and you peek in, um, what you might see looks a little bit uh, unstructured and maybe <laughs> chaotic. It's not. Uh, I mean, it is, yeah. but it's intentional. It's intentional um, yeah. And and the reason it's intentional is, I mean, you can you can organize um, all sorts of things to try to get people to interact, but the best thing you can do is just let them interact. And what's yeah. happened as we've done that um, is that that we've seen kids grow in relationship with one another. That yeah. then 
takes those relationships outside of the walls of the church. And what's happening is um, when we're not meeting together throughout the week, a lot more of our students are are getting together. And it's been really good to see uh, when we have new students come in. Um, I've heard from so many of them now that they feel welcomed and loved and cared for. And that, that, makes me so happy to hear because, yeah. you know, it's so important that, that students feel that way. They're, they're coming of, of that age where they're very self-conscious and mm-hmm. are, are thinking about what's going on around them and the way that they project themselves. And uh, we have a very uh, loving group, and, and we've, we've worked hard at, at developing that. And obviously, uh, if you peek into the youth room, it looks a little bit different now uh, than it did maybe three <laughs> years ago, where we Amen. have... You know, what looks like, obviously, we've got a, a ping pong table, a foosball table, uh, a couple different things set up. Uh, the, the reason for those things um, is not just so that they'll have fun, but what it does is it creates opportunities for small groups of, of students to go to different mm-hmm. places in the room and interact where not everybody is just clumped together. And, mm-hmm. you know, that what that does is then allows our leaders to interact with them on a, on a smaller, uh, more personal level. And what has come out of that has been absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. As you know, Brad, you, you tried to do some of that uh, when when you were in the youth right. ministry, but the the room was was drastically different then, <laughs> and it's it's so much harder to do it in a, in a yeah. in a smaller area. And so to have those things um, has been absolutely fantastic. But uh, um, but with that, so we have kind of that time on on Sunday mornings. We we have it on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights as well. Uh, but our small groups are very key in that as well because again they are uh, able to kind of process the lesson time and and talk about that a, a little bit more in their. Yeah. their daily lives and what that looks like. So uh, th- those two things um, are, are really our two main um, priorities, our, our main aspects of ministry is the teaching of the Word and fellowship. Um, but obviously, again, Acts 2.42 uh, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, which, y- you know, the way they did it was a little bit more about fellowship than necessarily <laughs> right. communion, but, right, uh, right. Um, but which we do break bread together. Um, and uh, we we have uh, meals together, and uh, yeah. they're absolutely fantastic. The fellowship time with that has been tremendous, yeah. and we've had people uh, bless us in that way. But uh, uh, but the other thing then is prayer. And uh, again, on, on Sunday mornings for our middle school time, uh, they take time for prayer requests, and they pray together about those prayer requests in our high school group. Um, we do something very similar where one of our, our leaders will give a, a prayer theme um, or a few verses to pray through or whatever the case is and they will get together in uh, small groups, three, four, five students, whatever, and uh, and pray together through that. And uh, I know the first couple times we did that, it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> As we've gone, it's grown, and, yep. and uh, the students have become more and more comfortable, which is the point. And so yep. um, that, that's been tremendous to see. But then in the evening ministries, um, the small group times, again, uh, those times uh, some of the groups... It, it takes up 10, 15, 20 minutes to do all of their kind of sharing and prayer times. And yep. uh, um, and that's tremendous. I mean, we, we, we yep. love that they're engaging in prayer for one another. And what's really cool about that is then once they're able to share what's going on in each other's lives, um, 
it's, again, brought relationship outside of the ministry where, hey, pray for me, I've got this going on this week. And then the next thing you know, students are, and leaders are, hey, can we come watch you do that? Can we, yep. you know, yep. whatever the case is, and, and that's happening. And uh, even if it's not something you can go to, it's, it, it allows the, the leaders and other students to check in on them throughout the week, let them know yep. they're praying for them. And it has, has just been a, a tremendous time. So in, in saying all of this, I, I mean, those are the things that we really focus on, we really find as um, absolutely key to our ministry, and God has has blessed that, and it has it has grown, and, and we're seeing new students come in. Um, we have had now a few uh, different students where uh, the, the students, have, as they've grown, grown comfortable in their faith, start to share the gospel at school, and some of those kids are, are yeah. coming in and everything. Um, and so that's that's why we believe in in this setup of of ministry, this method, if you will. Uh, but Brad, as as you know, um, there is way more than one way to do ministry, and yeah. so uh, there, there's more than one method. There's more than one philosophy, and uh, I, I recognize that in other churches they may do it differently, and they may need to to, yeah. to make it most effective for them. And so I I, I usually when when I make statements to parents, hey, here's what we do, here's why we do it. I know at times I come across as really strong <laughs> with that, um, it, because I do. I, I genuinely believe it, but I also recognize it's not the only way to do ministry. And so there, there's plenty of other churches doing it differently, and and they're succeeding in ministry. And that's great. And so yep. I, I, I recognize we're, we're not doing um, everything that everyone else does, and I'm great with that, because God's blessing it here. And, and it's a tremendous this time, um, a tremendous season of, of ministry, but uh, but that's not to say that other churches are just doing it wrong or anything <laughs> right. like that, you, you know. Right. And so anyway, I, I think you understand where I'm coming from. I trust yeah. our, our, our listeners do as well. So. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And I, I know it's just been, it's been a thrill, even as I was involved with it for years and then stepping aside from it, it's, it's been fun to see some of some of these things come to fruition that, you know, we were praying for and anticipating and, and listeners, you know, uh, your faithful giving allows us to have the sort of room and the sort of space and the sort of, you know, time and attention to these things. And so we thank you for that. Even though you maybe don't see it, um, you know, God is doing incredible things right. um, and Absolutely. he's involving you in that. And uh, your prayer support for this and your, your, your giving support that allows this is, is essential to that as well. So just thank you for that. Um, Okay, so let's let's shift gears here just a smidge, James, from kind of what we're doing philosophically um, to kind of some of the practical. What what is a what is a high point of ministry in in the in the student ministry in the high school and middle school? Well, first of all, I, I just want to echo what you just said. Thank you um, mm-hmm. for for those of you who who have supported us in prayer, uh, especially uh, we we greatly appreciate that. And uh, uh, obviously, through giving, uh, Brad is correct. We we've been able to uh, to do different things in our room that that have created this environment to uh, see this sort of thing, which um, he he mentioned has been the desire for a long time. So thank you uh, for that. But uh, as far as high points go, I'll say. Um, in, in our weekly ministries, it, it's been tremendous. The evening ministries, um, mm. Sunday mornings is, you, you know, it's, it's key. It's important. <laughs> um, but the, the best time for teenagers is not Sunday morning, <laughs> you know, um, the, they're, morning they're tired. General, yes. Any, anything that, that ends with AM isn't <laughs> yes. good. Okay. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, um, 
the the evening ministries have just been tremendous. This past year, uh, we've seen incredible growth in in both um, ministries, and I'm talking spiritual growth. Um, yes, we've seen new faces and everything, but the the truth is the the students are really engaged, and it's hmm. fantastic to see. But uh, well, one of our highlights every year is camp. And uh, I, I haven't mentioned that yet, but uh, um, it, it is an opportunity for us to, uh, to to step away from the norm, for us to put things, um, leave things at home, and uh, uh, to to just unplug and and go and seek the Lord together as a group um, and mm. individually. And so at camp, we have opportunities for uh, worship times. We have opportunities for personal devotional times. Um, we have uh, different worship teaching, small group, you know, different things that we do on the weekly, but having an opportunity to do it multiple times a day throughout the day to interact, to keep building relationships. Um, it, it's it's an incredible opportunity for us. Well, very good. And I, and I know, uh, obviously, having participated, my wife and I in camp a number of years, I just mm-hmm. echo what you're saying. That was always a highlight for both us and the students, and, and we love that aspect. Okay, so obviously, you've, you've asked already, tipped your hand here a little bit um, to how our parents, how our listeners can be praying. Um, obviously, this is why James is recording it ahead of time, is because they are at camp right now, and we'd love your prayer support for them, uh, for both the trip and the ministry and what's going on there. Uh, Any other ways that our listeners can be praying for the student ministry, for you specifically, for your teams, for the students, anything like that? Yeah, sure. Um, A a couple of different things. For for one, you can pray for the students because of our leaders. Um, (laughs) No name Uh, calling. We're not going to let Just kidding. I I won't go there. But uh, uh, the the truth is our our students face things that I never would have imagined they would need to face in um, in high school, in middle school. Um, obviously, if you pay attention to what's going on in certain schools, uh, even here in Lincoln, uh, you, you see different things going on with suicide, uh, depression, anxiety. These are things that on the norm now uh, are being dealt with by our mm. students. And uh, yeah. it's been incredible how many students have come to us and said, hey, my friends are talking about this. Um, how can I encourage them? What, what do I need to do? And so uh, you can pray for our students as they are in yeah. there trying to be a light, and th- they really are doing a fantastic job. Yeah. I'm so proud of them. Parents are proud of them because they're they're taking a stand and... Uh, trying to bring uh, the hope of Christ to their friends in these different situations. But those are intense situations that that I, as a youth pastor, who have um, worked with several students who have gone through those things, still struggle to find the right words to say. And so... <clears throat> Excuse me. If you can only imagine then what our our teenagers are are going through when they only deal with it once, maybe in a lifetime. I, I don't know, yeah. but uh, uh, you can you can pray for them for that. But as as well, there there seems to be obviously in our society as a whole, and it's going to continue um, a, a lack of tolerance for the gospel. And so th- they're facing uh, a lot of insult, a lot of uh, debate that's happening, and uh, just pray that the Spirit would guide them uh, through mm. those different things. But uh, one of the key things that I would ask you to pray for is just that God would bring confidence 
into our students. We have done a couple of studies now that have probably just on the outside looked like it's too deep for students. Mm. Um, we, we did a systematic theology study where uh, we, going into it, uh, some people said that's not really relevant, that's going to be over their heads, whatever. But as we got into it and we talked about things like how, how the Bible is formed and everything, what it did is develop confidence in our students to then realize that there are answers to the questions that they have out there mm. and the questions that they're being asked at school. All of us at some point uh, have probably been asked, how do you know the Bible's real? How do you know um, that that it's God's Word and everything like that? And those are the things that we looked at and studied, and from that developed a confidence of the faith. And so please pray mm. uh, that, that God would stir that as the students read the Scriptures as we go through different lessons. Um, it, it was really interesting. At one point, we did a, a, a study in middle school that was geared toward college students, which obviously uh, is is well beyond <laughs> them, you would think. But mm. uh, the, the truth is, some of us leaders looked at it and said, we, we're not sure the students are getting it. So we kind of paused and, and asked the students, are you guys understanding this? Is this making sense to you? Because it certainly wasn't making sense to me and some of our <laughs> other leaders. What came out of that is our students, um, our sixth grade students were looking at it saying, well, yeah, we just studied that in science class mm. in school, and we didn't know what to think about it. <laughs> and so here's this, this material geared toward <clears throat> excuse me, college students that our middle schoolers are looking at saying this is so mm. helpful. And the reason it was helpful is they now had confidence as those topics were being addressed at school and in conversations in, in different areas of their lives. And so pray that, that God would just stir in them a confidence that, that their faith is real and, and that what they believe is real. So please, mm. please pray for those things. Mm. Very good. Yeah, listeners, we'd encourage you all to be engaged in that and praying for and supporting the student ministry. Obviously, everybody can't be personally involved uh, in, in, in the student ministry, but definitely we can all be praying uh, for those things, for what... Uh, what the students are facing, which is extremely real and uh, maybe even shocking to some of our listeners in that reality. Well, listeners, this that is it for this week's episode. I know we've barely scratched the surface. We've taken some time, and hopefully you feel like you're better acquainted with the youth ministry than you were when we came in with James just a little bit uh, and what's going on there. Um, James, any any final thoughts, any final things you'd like uh, people to know about the student ministry? Yes. So I, I made a joke earlier about our leaders, but uh, <laughs> the truth is we have absolutely incredible leaders. Our church is so blessed with our mm. youth leaders, and uh, for being in youth ministry for so long, uh, I've seen so many churches kind of get by uh, yep. with the leaders they have, uh, but we have ones who... God has really called to it, have a heart for our students, and are there for our students, and uh, are truly investing in prayer for them and and are coming alongside of them. And so uh, I just say for our leadership, um, thank you to our volunteers, but uh, uh, also pray for them um, if if you would. Uh, They're absolutely incredible. Absolutely. Amen to that, James. Um, and, and listeners, if you're one of those out there in uh, the listening audience that is one of the youth workers, is involved in James's ministry, let me just say thank you for all the time and investment you make in the lives of those students. Uh, we can't say enough about how much we appreciate that. And, and even if you're not involved in the youth ministry, we would encourage you to be praying for that ministry and be praying for those youth workers as they invest in the lives of our students and as our church has really benefited through their investment. 
Well, listeners, that's it for this week. Hopefully you've appreciated the chance to get to hear a little bit from James. Um, as, as we look forward to this coming Sunday, let me just remind you uh, that Tom will be finishing up his sermon series, Follow Me. This Sunday, he's going to be talking about how Christ is a solid foundation for our lives. Before we move into our summer sermon series on the seven churches of Revelation, um, more information will be coming out about that. So keep your ears out for that, as I'm really excited for the summer sermon series. And uh, just uh, we're looking forward to the encouragement and the challenges uh, that Christ writes to his church in those seven churches. So be prepared for what I expect will be an encouraging and challenging ride for all of us. And we hope you join us for that series over the course of the summer. And that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for taking the time to join us. If uh, this episode has been helpful to you or the podcast is, please remember that you can always share it, rate it, or comment on it to help other people find it. And we do hope you join us again next week for Midweek in the Word. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To learn more about Faith Bible Church, please visit our website at www.faithbiblelincoln.org. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Faith Bible Church, Lincoln, Nebraska, or on Twitter at the handle at FBC Lincoln. As for this week, we'll leave you with Paul's words to Timothy. But you, man of God, flee from all this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith.